0: Horatius at the Bridge by Thomas Babington Macaulay From the Junior Classics, Volume 10, Part 2, Poems Old and New Read for LibriVox.org Recording by John Rushton Lars, poor sinner of Clusium, by the nine gods he swore That the great house of Tarquin should suffer wrong no more By the nine gods he swore it, and named a trysting day And bade his messengers ride forth east and west and south and north to summon his array east and west and south and north the messengers ride fast and tower and town and cottage have heard the trumpets blast shame on the false etruscan who lingers in his home when pausenia of clusium is on the march for rome there be thirty chosen prophets the wisest of the land who always by lars pausina both morn and evening stand evening and morn the thirty have turned the verses o'er, traced from the right on linen white by mighty seers of yore. And with one voice the thirty have their glad answer given, Go forth, go forth, Lars Porsena, go forth, beloved of heaven, go and return in glory to Clusium's royal dome, and hang around Narcissa's altars the golden shields of Rome. And now hath every city sent up their tale of men, the foot of fourscore thousand the horse are thousands ten before the gates of Sutrinium is met the great array, a proud man was Lars Porsena upon the trysting day. now, from the rock of Tarpinian, could the wan burghers spy the line of burning villages red in the midnight sky, the fathers of the city they sat all night and day for every hour, some horseman came with tidings of dismay, was in all the Senate, there was no heart so bold. But sore it ached, and fast it beat, When that ill news was told. Forthwith uprose the council, uprose the fathers all. In haste they girded up their gowns, And hide them to the wall. They held the council, standing, Before the river-gate. Short time there was, ye well may guess, For musing or debate. Outspoke the council roundly. The bridge must straight go down, For since Jenny Coulham is lost, Nought else can save the town. Just then a scout came flying, all wild with haste and fear, "'To arms, to arms, Sir Council! Laws Parsina is here!' On the low hills to westward the council fixed his eye, and saw the swarthy swarm of dust ride fast along the sky. But the council's brow was sad, and the council's speech was low, and darkly looked he at the wall, and darkly at the foe. "'Their van will be upon us before the bridge goes down, and if they once may win the bridge,' What hope to save the town! Then out spoke brave Horatius, the captain of the gate, To every man upon this earth, death cometh soon or late. And how can man die better than facing fearful odds For the ashes of his fathers and the temples of his gods? And for the tender mother, who dandled him to rest, And for the wife who nurses his baby at her breast, And for the holy maidens, who feed the eternal flame, To save them from false sextus, that wrought the deed of shame. Cue down the bridge, Sir Council, with all the speed ye may. I, with two more to help me, will hold the foe in play. In yon straight path a thousand may well be stopped by three. Now who will stand on either hand, and keep the bridge with me? Then out spake Spirius Latius. A Ramian proud was he. Lo, I will stand on thy right hand, and keep the bridge with thee and out spake brave herminius of titan blood he was i will abide on thy left side and keep the bridge with thee the three stood calm and silent and looked upon the foes and a great shout of laughter from all the vanguard rose and forth three chiefs came spurring before that deep array to earth they sprang their swords they drew and lifted high their shields and flew to win the narrow way Annus from green Typherium, lord of the hill of vines, and Cias, whose eight hundred slaves sicken in Alva's mines, and Picus, long to Clusinium, vassal in peace and war, who led to fight his Umbrian powers, from that grey crag where grit with towers the fortress of Nequinium lowers o'er oh, the pale waves of Nar. Stout Lartius hurled down Annus, into the stream beneath, Hermenius struck at Sias, and clove him to the teeth, at Picus, brave Horatius, darted one fiery thrust, and the proud Umbrium's gilded arms crashed to the bloody dust. Then Ocnus of Valeria rushed on the Roman three, and Lausus of Ergo, the rover of the sea, and Arnus of Vulcinium, who slew the great wild boar, the great wild boar that had his den amidst the reed of Coza's fen, and wasted fields and slaughtered men along Albania's shore, Hermenius smote down Arnus, Lartius laid Ocus low, Right to the heart of Lausulus Horatius sent a blow. Lie there, he cried, Fell pirate, No more aghast and pale. From Ostia's walls the crowd shall mark, The track of thy destroying bark. No more Campania's hind shall fly, To woods and caverns where they spy, Thy thrice accursed sail. But now no sound of laughter Was heard among the foes, A wild and wrathful clamour, from all the vanguard rose. Six spears length from the entrance halted that deep array, and for a space no man came forth to win the narrow way. But hark, the cry is Uster, and lo, the ranks divide, and the great lord of Luna comes with his stately stride. Upon his ample shoulders clangs lowered the fourfold shield, and in his hand he shakes the brand which no one but he can wield he smiled on those bold romans a smile serene and high he eyed the flinching truscans and scorn was in his eye quoth he the she-wolf's litter stands savagely at bay but ye will dare to follow if astor clears the way then whirling up his broadsword with both hands to the height he rushed against horatius and smote with all his might the shield and blade horatius right deftly turned the blow the blow, though turned, came yet to nigh. It missed his helm, but gashed his thigh. The Truscans raised a cheerful joy to see the red blood flow. He reeled, and on Herminius he leaned one breathing space. Then like a wild cat, mad with wounds, sprang right at Aster's face. Through teeth and skull and helmet, so fierce a thrust he sped. The good sword stood a handbreadth out behind the Truscans' head, and the great lord of Luna. Fell at that deadly stroke, as falls on Mount Avinus a thunder smitten oak. Far o'er the crashing forest the giant arms lay spread, and the pale augurs muttering low gaze on the blasted head. On Aster's throat, Horatius right firmly pressed his heel, and thrice and four times tugged mane, ere he wrenched out the steel. And see, he cried, the welcome, the guest that waits you here. What noble Lucomo comes next? to taste our roman cheer but at his haughty challenge a sullen murmur ran mingled with wrath and shame and dread along that glittering van there lacked not men of prowess nor men of lordly race for all etruria's noblest were round the fatal place but all etruria's noblest felt their hearts sink to see on the earth the bloody corpses in the path of the dauntless three and from the ghastly entrance where those bold romans stood all shrank, like boys who, unaware, ranging a wood to start a hare, come to the mouth of the dark lair, where, growling low, a fierce old bear lies amidst bone and blood. Was none who would be foremost to lead such dire attack, but those behind cried forward, and those before cried back. And backward now and forward wavers the deep array, and on the tossing sea of steel, to and fro the standards reel, and the victorious trumpet peal dies fitfully away yet one man for one moment strode out before the crowd well known he was to all the three and they gave him a greeting loud now welcome welcome sextus now welcome to thy home why doth thy stand and turn away here lies the road to rome thrice looked he at the city thrice looked he at the dead and thrice came on in fury and thrice turned back in dread and white with fear and hatred Scowled at the narrow way, where wallowing in a pool of blood the brave Tuscans lay, but meanwhile axe and lever had manfully been plied, and now the bridge hangs tottering above the boiling tide. Come back, come back, Horatius! Light cried, the fathers all back, Lartius, back, Herminius, back ere the ruin fall. Back darted spurious Lartius, Herminius darted back, and as they passed beneath their feet, they felt the timbers crack but when they turned their faces and on the farther shore saw brave horatius stand alone they would have crossed once more but with a crash like thunder fell every loosened beam and like a dam the mighty wreck lay right athwart the stream and a long shout of triumph rose from the walls of rome as to the highest turret tops was splashed the yellow foam and like a horse unbroken when first he feels the rain the furious river struggled hard and tossed his tawny mane, And burst the curb and bounded, rejoicing to be free, And whirling down in fierce career, Battlement and plank and pier, rushed headlong to the sea. Alone stood brave Horatius, but constant still in mind, Thrice thirsty thousand foes before, and the broad flood behind. Down with him, cried False Sextus, with a smile on his pale face. Now yield thee, cries Lord Porsena, now yield thee to our grace. Round turned he, as not deigning, those craven ranks to see. Nought spake he to Lars Porcina, to Sextus nought spake he. But he saw on Paltinius the white porch of his home, And he spake to the noble river that rolls by the towers of Rome. O Tiber, Father Tiber, to whom all Romans pray, A Roman's life, a Roman's arms, take thou in charge this day. So he spake, and speaking, sheathed the good sword by his side, and with his harness on his back plunged headlong in the tide. No sound of joy or sorrow was heard from either bank, but friends and foe, in dumb surprise, with parted lips and straining eyes, stood gazing where he sank. And when, above the surges, they saw his crest appear, all Rome sent forth a rapturous cry, and even the ranks of Tuscany could scarce forbear a cheer. But fiercely ran the current, swollen high with months of rain. And fast his blood was flowing, and he was sore in pain, and heavy with his armor, and spent with clanging blows, and oft they thought him sinking, but still again he rose. Never, I ween, did swimmer in such an evil chase struggle through such a raging flood safe to the landing-place. But his limbs were borne up bravely by the brave heart within, and our good father Tiber bare bravely up his chin. Curse on him, quoth false Sextus. Not will the villain drown, but for this day, ere close of day, we should have sacked the town. Heaven help him, quoth Lars Porsena, and bring him safe to shore, for such a gallant feat of arms was never seen before. And now he feels the bottom, and now on dry earth he stands, now rounding him throng the fathers to press his gory hands, and now with shouts and clapping and noise of weeping loud he enters through the river-gate, borne by the joyous crowd." They gave him of the cornland that was of public right as much as two strong oxen could plough from morn till night, and they made a molten image and set it up on high, and there it stands unto this day to witness. If I lie, it stands in the comitium, plain for all folk to see. Horatius in his harness halting upon one knee, and underneath is written in letters all of gold how valiantly he kept the bridge in the brave days of old and still his name sounds stirring unto the men of rome at the trumpet's blast that cries to them the charge of volsicium's home and wives still pray to juno for boys with hearts as bold as his who kept the bridge so well in the brave days of old and in the nights of winter when the cold north winds blow and the long howling of the wolves is heard amidst the snow when round the lonely cottage roars loud the tempest's din and the good logs of Aldidius. ROAR THE LOUDER YET WITHIN, WHEN THE OLDEST cask IS OPENED, AND THE LARGEST LAMP IS LIT, WHEN THE CHESTNUTS GLOW IN THE EMBERS, AND THE KID TURNS ON THE SPIT, WHEN YOUNG AND OLD IN CIRCLE, AROUND THE FIREBRANDS CLOSE, WHEN THE GIRLS ARE WEAVING BASKETS, AND THE LADS ARE SHAPING BOWS, WHEN THE GOOD MAN MENDS HIS ARMOUR, AND TRIMS HIS HELMET'S PLUME, WHEN THE GOOD WIFE'S SHUTTLE MERRILY GOES FLASHING THROUGH THE LOOM, WITH WEEPING AND WITH LAUGHTER STILL IS THE STORY TOLD, how well horatius kept the bridge in the brave days of old end of poem this recording is in the public domain